All right, guys. My pants are all high right now. Come on. Get them down. Get them down. Okay. Hey, surf team. We're so glad we get to do this. We, this is one of our favorite things we get to do um, as a church. I, uh, I love that we prioritize growth and getting better every single week. I love that that is something that is part of our week. We section off. We take block off some time to just stop and listen to the Holy Spirit and grow and get better. It's just, it's just, it's one of my favorite things about this church. Um, I uh, just actually moved um, about, let's see here, last week. And when I say I moved, meaning my wife and I moved from one place to another, but we did not move. Like uh, this entire serve team, church, leaders, staff team, and uh, especially our pastors um, literally moved us from our other house to our new house. And um, this week, I didn't know Pastor Onika was going to actually be here in the room today, but um, this week she she and Pastor Earl are are speaking at other uh, venues, other, other events, and other churches. And uh, it just the picture that's in my mind is I think about Pastor O standing in front of a group of women, speaking to what is going on in their world, speaking to yeah. thousands of girls that God wants to do a massive work in their lives. Yeah. All I immediately go back to is her sitting on my bathroom floor um, serving us. And um, I just, I feel so convicted as we do this, as we do this uh leadership talk, I feel so convicted that we would have a heart that says, man, I hope I serve my community. I hope I serve the leaders under me. I hope I serve uh, this church the way that that example is set for us by our pastors. So I just want to honor you guys. I I just want to honor you guys this morning. And I also just want to say, um, let's have that be our our bar. Let's have that be our bar that, that leadership is serving. Leadership is serving. Leadership is in front of sometimes hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands. And sometimes it's literally on somebody's bathroom floor, just helping them get moved in. And so, um, yes, just love you guys so much. So, so honored to be up here. Uh, also just want to say, I love you serve team. Um, we literally could not do this without you. I, uh, serve team is like our, our church here at Shoreline City. It doesn't start with staff. Like, we don't, we don't start with staff. We, used to, we start a campus in another country or in another part of Dallas or another city. Uh, it starts with just serve team. Like, that's how the church starts. And so literally, literally look at to you and we say, God, what do you want to do in this church? God, what are you doing in our serve team? Those two things have to parallel with everything we feel like God's called us to do. So you are so incredibly important. You are so incredibly valuable. And uh, we cannot do this without you. So we love you so much. Um, I want to talk a little bit about growth today. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about this idea of, uh, do you agree with this, this idea that if it's, for us to grow, it's going to require some pain? Yeah. Do you agree with that? Okay. Yes. Um, do you agree with this idea that for us to go where God's calling us to go, we're going to have to grow? Yeah. yeah, you agree with that? Okay. So, so what are you willing to do to grow? What are you willing to do? Like, what, what are you willing to do? What, what are you willing to sacrifice? What conversations that you don't want to have do you have to have to grow? What at times, uh, what, what things do you have to say no to that you used to say yes to for you to be able to grow? 
Um, I was uh, reading in 2 Kings uh, chapter 2. You can go there if you want. I'm just going to kind of tell the story because uh, I probably have too many notes. So <laughs> I'm going to just tell, tell you guys the story. Um, so I'd love to read it. You'll go read it later on. But this is a story of when kind of there was a transition between the prophet Elijah and his, his mentee, Elisha, okay? So you may just think these are different spellings of the same name. They're actually different people, okay? They're totally different people. Elijah was kind of like Gandalf, right? Like, he literally was. He, he just kind of roamed around and did crazy things, and all of Israel was kind of like, he's cool, but he's a little scary. You know, he's like, we really, really think he's awesome, but he's kind of scary. And I would say Elisha was kind of like this hot rod young preacher. He just was just fired up all the time. He was all in. He was excited about being a part of what God was doing. But he kind of had this fiery side to him. He kind of had this, like, don't cross him side to him. He kind of, he, he, he maybe had a little street in him, you know? Like, he was kind of like, he, he wasn't that far from the street, you know? And so um, Elisha knew, Elisha, the, Elijah, I should say, the older, um, knew that that he was going to be going home to be with the Lord. And so um, he was kind of finishing up, tying up all of his loose ends. He was kind of going around to different places, leaving them with parting messages. And so he, he went to three different places on this one day. And, on, and in the beginning of the day, um, the Lord spoke to Elisha, his mentee, and said, hey, listen, um, do not leave his side. Where, what I'm going to do in your life as a result of what I've done in Elijah, your mentor's life, um, is going to blow your mind. So do not leave his side. Stay with him, listen to him, serve him, have his back. And so that's exactly what Elisha did. So they started off, they went to Bethel, and in Bethel there was this school. There was a Bible school there for, for young prophets. And, and, and these young prophets were all a bunch of young preacher boys. They're all excited about ministry. They're all excited about getting on a platform. Somebody, got, I got a word in my heart, Lord. You know, <laughs> So it's like, that's kind of where they're at, you know? And they're all like, they're very excited. They see Elisha and Elijah walking up and they automatically go to Elisha and they're like, hey, listen, uh, do you know that God's about to do something big with your master today? And he says, yes, I know. Keep it down. And then they go to another place. They go to actually go to Jericho. It's a little further away. And they end up there. And again, there, same thing happens. All these believers come, and they, they basically are saying, like, you know, hey, listen, do you know that something's about to, special is about to happen with your master? And he's like, yep, I do know. Keep it down. So they end up going back to the Jordan River on their way back. And um, every single time they make a stop, Elijah says to Elisha, hey, listen, I got to go do this thing. You stay here. I got to go do this thing. You stay here. And every single time, Elisha was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going. Like, I'm going. You're not going to get rid of me. I know that God has something for me. I don't know what it is. I know that it's going to be special. I don't know what it is. I feel like so many in this room can identify with that feeling. It's the reason why you're here. It's the reason why you show up on a Wednesday, because you're like, there's something more for me. God wants to do something in my life, something special. I get to be a part of it. And so I'm just not going to leave. I'm just, I'm just going to stick with it. I'm just going to stay with it. And so, so, they, so they keep moving uh, from place to place. And the same thing keeps happening. He keeps saying, hey, listen, stay here. And he keeps saying, I'm staying with you. I'm going with you. He's like, stay here with your friends. It's okay. These are your peers. These are your guys. It's okay. They're your boys. It's no big deal. Stay here with your friends. And he keeps saying, I'm not staying with them. I'm going with you. I don't know. I, I, the, I know where they're going to end up, but I don't know where you're going to end up. And therefore, I don't know what God has for me. So I'm going to keep following with you. And so they continue on. They end up at the Jordan River. When they get to the Jordan River, Elijah does what he does is, you know, kind of Gandalfy. He does this really weird thing. He takes his cloak, he folds it up, he slaps the water 
water, the waters part. They walk across the, the uh, Jordan River, get to the other side, and, and Elijah looks at Elisha and says, what do you want? <laughs> he's like, what do you want? And he's like, listen, I'll tell you what I'll take. <laughs> I'll take a couple burgers, I'll take a side of french fries, and a double portion of everything that's inside of you, right? Like, he's like, that's what I want. I want double what you've got. If you'll give me that, then I'm good. And so he said, listen, if you see me when I go, you're, you're going to get that. So, th- so they continue on. Uh, God comes in miraculously. Literally a ch- horse and chariot comes in to take Elijah home. That's how you know you've succeeded, right? Like, that's how you know, like, you're successful. When God sends a chariot to take you to heaven, you know, like, I'm doing good. I'm done. I'm okay. So he does that. And as that happens, um, the, 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 the mantle, the, the anointing uh, that was on Elijah then moved to Elisha. And the thing I love that what happens next is Elisha picks up that mantle, that cloak. He goes to the Jordan River, and he does exactly what he sees his master do. He folds it up, he slaps the water, and it opens up. And immediately, all those people who were his peers, all those people who were his friends, they look across the river, and they look at him, and they say, something's different about you. You've changed. You're not the same. Things aren't the same as they were before. Okay, we'll follow you. Where are you going? Where, where are you going? And I feel like this is what God is wanting to do with this group of leaders in this room, with all of you who are joining us online. No matter where you're coming from, if you're, if you're in another country, this still applies. Um, I want to just talk about a few takeaways um, from this. First of all, I want to just say this statement. If you're looking to grow, don't look at your peers. Look at someone in front of you. If you're comparing yourself to your peers, then you will always be content where you are at. Because you can look at them and you can say, hey, man, they're strong in this area and I'm strong in this area, and so I guess we're good. You know, I, I guess we're both good. We're both okay because my buddy is, you know, he's, he's got these weaknesses, but he's got these strengths, and I've got these weaknesses. And you're comparing yourself to someone who's in the same season of life. You are always going to stay in that season of life. What Elisha, what Elisha realized about Elijah is he looked in front of him. He realized that if I want to go where God's calling me to go, I'm going to have to look at somebody who's further down the road than me. I'm going to have to look at somebody who can actually lead me somewhere I haven't been yet. And so, uh, so I, I want to give you an example of that. Well, I don't have time for example. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on going. Okay. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll go back into that in a second here. But um, the second thing I want to say is like your leader does not set the bar for where you're supposed to be. You do. Come on. Okay. So this is interesting. Elijah was okay with Elijah staying where he was at. Elijah kept saying, stay here. And Elijah kept saying, no, 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 no. There's more in me. There's more in me. And if I stay with you, it's going to draw that out. If I stick with you, it's going to draw that out. So, so, so he, kept, he kept saying over and over again, I, as God lives and as you live, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. I'm going to keep on going with you. I think it's so interesting that, that Elijah didn't have, sometimes you can feel like that stretch of growth. You can feel like that, and you can feel like it's all from your leader. You can think like, if they just, they're just expecting too much of me. They're just like looking. No, but actually that's what growth is. You're going to stretch. You're going to feel like a little bit uncomfortable. You're going to feel like these clothes don't fit anymore. I'm actually growing out of these clothes. You're going to feel a little bit like, I don't know how to walk. I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to be because I'm growing. I'm stretching. I'm different than I was. And and that's the thing that's interesting here is if you look at it from an outsider looking in, Elijah had very realistic expectations for Elisha. It was Elisha who set the bar higher. He said, the, the younger man actually said to the older man, I want more. 
Is that something you're saying to your leaders? Is that something you're saying is like, I'm just going to stick with you? Is that a posture of your heart? If you're saying, I want to grow, is that a posture of your heart in this season of like, give me more? Give me more. Or are you kind of feeling like, well, I got to be careful. I don't want to overcommit. I don't want to overcommit. I remember... um, when we, my, my wife Hannah and I, shout out to you, babe. I love you so much. She's home with my daughter Shiloh. Shiloh James. She's, she's kind of queen of our castle right now. We're okay with it. Um, but we, my wife and I uh, spent some time with uh, Shoreline City in Guatemala. Yeah. And Pastors Nate and Whitney uh, Louder, who are there now um, leading that church or leading that, that campus, I should say, um, we actually were there with them in the very beginning. Actually, the, the, the campus started in our living room. Yeah. And um, there was like 17, 18, 20 people on different Sundays. And I remember like week to week, like there wasn't a lot of set up and tear down for our house. It was just our house, you know, like yeah. Hannah did most of it by cooking, you know, every single time. And, but I would ask people because I wanted to engage leaders. I wanted to engage people into like what God was doing in that, in that campus. So I would ask people, hey, can you show up early and can you host at the door? Can you show up early and can you just like maybe serve cookies? Can you show up early, make sure everybody has water? Can you show up early and maybe just like make sure that, that everybody feels like they're at home and they're where they're supposed to be. And I would get this response back all the time, all the time. I get this response back of like, oh man, I'd love to, I, I hope I can, but I just, I, I've got a busy week. I don't want to overcommit. And I, and I kept wrestling with that because as a pastor and leader, I was like, I don't want you to either. You know, I'm all about boundaries. I'm all about like living a healthy life. I'm all about like, like, like literally doing what you need to do to make sure the main thing stays the main thing, right? That's important. That's important. But what I am saying is there was this posture, this fear, this anxiety about what if this is going to stretch me? What if this is going to actually cause me to have to step out of something? I, I know that I can manage this much, but you're asking me to try to manage this much, and I'm not sure if I can manage this much. I can only manage this much, and, and I don't really want to see and find out if I can do this. And I, I just I just felt like one day I was sitting, I had heard this same response over and over and over again, and I, I was reading in Luke 9, and I, I remember this. He, Jesus said this to the crowd. He said, then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what the Lord spoke to my heart is, hey, Andrew, when you signed up for this, when you picked up that cross to follow me, you already overcommitted. You already overcommitted. You're already in over your head. If you're right now starting a business and it is not more than you can handle, you're probably not seeing enough of what God has for you. If you're right now leading in some capacity at this church and it doesn't feel a tad bit overwhelming, you're probably not really fully stepping into all God has for you because God is never going to lead you into something that you can do on your own. I need you to understand that. He's never going to lead you into a season that you can do on your own. He's always going to, it's always going to be complete surrender. It's always going to be 100% investment. It's always going to be everything inside of you. And then he comes in with his power and his spirit and he makes it all happen. It's why Pastor Earl says in every single growth track, we can't do anything without the presence of God. That's why we, we say it over and over and again. It's why we pray on Wednesdays. It's why we pray on Sundays because we know that everything God has called us to do is more than we can do. And so we have to have the presence of God. You've already overcommitted. 
The last thing I want to say is this, is that if you're setting a standard for yourself of growth um, and it's not on somebody in front of you, um, eventually uh, you're either going to stay where you're at or if, if your view is set on somebody who's in front of you or who's a leader in your life, what will happen is your capacity will grow. Yeah. So, so like you may look at right now and say, hey, Crystal Rivera, she's amazing. I, I could never do what Crystal does. I could never do it. She just is everywhere all at once and she's making every room better. And she, I just can't do that. That's just not my personality. Well, if you run with Crystal and you do what Crystal does, you will eventually be able to do what Crystal does. Um, I, I started uh, in this church serving with Pastor Ben Stokes. I started on the host team. I started, and, and eventually, I could do what Pastor Ben Stokes could do. Eventually, I could actually, now I'm running with Pastor Earl and Pastor Onika McClellan, and I'm trying to do everything they do so that I can eventually do what Pastor Earl and Onika do, right? That's what we see with Elijah. In the very, very end, he didn't go and reinvent the wheel. He didn't start over. He did, he, he did exactly what he saw his leader doing. He actually took that cloak, he picked it up, he slapped that water, and guess what? Same thing happened. Happened. Same thing happened. So I want us to understand that as we're growing, as we're saying God's called us to something new, God's called us to something that, that we have not seen yet. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to require stretch. It's going to require that we realize we've already overcommitted. But if you keep doing what you see your leader doing, eventually you will be doing what they are doing. Your capacity will grow. Your anointing will grow. The power of God and the ability of God to use you will grow. So I just want to challenge us, if we're ready for growth, if we're ready to see God do more in our lives and in this church and in our leadership, let's realize what that means. Let's realize what that stretch looks like. Let's realize that it's going to be incredible and it's going to be far beyond anything you could ask, think, or even imagine, but it's going to be worth it. We love you, Serve Team. See you guys next week.